Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. This week, we are returning back to our weekly schedule after the amazing week-long celebration last week of the first year anniversary of the podcast and bringing male guests onto the show on a regular basis. This week's episode is the last solo episode before Christmas, as next week, I will have a fantastic guest to share with you. So in today's episode, I'd like to talk about Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas? Is your house decked up ready for the festive season? Or are you, like some people I know, not looking forward to Christmas? I've always been somebody who absolutely loves the festive season and all that it has to offer. And I cannot wait every year for the 1st of December to arrive so I can start to put up the decorations. Christmas to me is not about the presents. Yes, gifts are lovely to give and to receive. But to me, Christmas has always been about the presence of those I love being around me. And to me, it is that that makes the festive season so special. We've heard so much over the last few months about the cost of living crisis. And I know that this will weigh heavily for many people. But I would like to offer my thoughts on why we can all have a Christmas that is special to us, even though it may be different to the Christmas we would wish for or Christmases gone by. I don't know about you, but Black Friday seems more like Black November this year, with so-called massive savings being offered for weeks ahead of the traditional Thanksgiving period, rather than just the day after and also now dragging well into December and again well ahead of the Boxing Day sales. However, are all these so-called deals all they are cracked up to be? I don't think they are. A saving is only a saving if you actually intended to purchase the previously more expensive item anyway. Or have you been sucked in by the brilliant marketing and the fear of missing out? But if you were rationally able to analyse your feelings, what are you actually missing out on? As research has shown that this year, only one out of seven items in the Black Friday sale were actually at a higher price any length of time prior to the sale. Would you have purchased the items you did 
if you didn't believe that you were getting them for a bargain. I've spoken about the importance of understanding your money archetypes as these sit behind your relationship with money and the reason why you may be experiencing push me, pull me when it comes to how you do money. Those archetypes most likely to overspend at this time of year are celebrity or romantic and people with these in their top three should be mindful of their natural tendency to want to spend more than they possibly can really afford, but the need to make others feel appreciated or be seen to be generous can end up causing financial difficulties further down the line, way after the decorations have been taken down. Getting into financial difficulties will be something many more people will experience this year, more than for a long, long time because of the rate of inflation, particularly related to heating costs. Do you think you are good with money or not? How you feel about your ability to manage money actually affects your ability to manage it. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I have said this many times before, but what you think, you become. If you think you're not very good with money, then guess what? you will make bad decisions about money. And these bad decisions can cost you more than just what you spend and can leave you going into debt, which will lead to a further internal conversation affirming your lack of ability to manage money. Then this will become a vicious circle of bad decision-making, which leads you to believe as you now have the evidence that you are indeed bad with money. In order to break this cycle, you must instead think of yourself as someone who is capable of making good decisions about money, then creating the evidence that this is actually true. This may sound incredibly simple, but our subconscious the critical part of our brain is always looking for evidence to prove itself right. So keep producing evidence of how good you are at something and soon both you and your subconscious will believe that you actually are. It's always important to question your decisions around money, to actually be intentional about how you spend money and not make decisions emotionally, irrationally, or out of a sense of misplaced guilt or pressure. And this is especially true at this time of year. For example, should we actually buy our children everything they are asking for? What is this really teaching them? Should we give in to that pressure and spend more than we really want to? It's really important to consider the impact on your finances and to think about how much you actually want to spend at Christmas and how much you can really afford. Children are so good at piling on the pressure, but it's important for children to be aware of how marketing works and creates that need. But is it really a need or just a passing want? 
something else to consider when buying presents. Are you just giving presents for the sake of it? Something that will be pushed into a drawer or cupboard and never used or appreciated? Are you simply spending £50, for example, on somebody for them to then spend £50 on you? And in reality, neither of you wanted or needed the thing that was purchased for you. As a family, my extended family all agreed some time ago, instead of buying presents for the adults, we would just give presents to the children instead. This saves time, money and unwanted presents being added to the global pile of unwanted or unused presents. Research carried out last year showed that 78%, I'm going to repeat that, 78% of parents said their child received gifts they didn't want, with those presents equaling an average of £265 per child per year. So whilst you are running around trying to get the best deal, on the best present, perhaps stop and think about who, if anyone, is actually going to use it. Instead, is there another option that you could consider? It may not sound particularly exciting, but investing in a junior ISA or premium bonds that could be put towards a first car, driving lessons, higher education costs, etc., may well be ideas that are appreciated long after the wasted toys have taken up residence in a landfill site. We did a huge clear out recently in our house and there were many, many toys that my children had over Christmases gone by that were not particularly well used, if used at all. In fact, I know that one of my children's favourite presents years ago was a big box that we gift-wrapped for them. Yes, it contained other presents, but it was the box that they enjoyed the most. And that big box is something they both still talk about even today. If you have older children like I do now, who no longer want toys or games, but clothes instead, it's important they appreciate that there is a budget. That the pile of presents, now that each individual item is more expensive, may not be as big as they are used to. But the gifts will be loved and wanted probably a lot longer than many of the fad toys they played with years ago. Sylvania characters, anyone? I also think it's really important to let go of the need for perfection. The perfect tree the perfect table centrepiece, the perfect present, the perfect day, the perfect Christmas dinner. Invariably, when we look for things to be perfect, even the smallest thing going wrong can actually cause the experience to be completely ruined. Even when, in the grand scheme of things, the smallest of things was just that small. Christmas is a time of year when we do want everything to be perfect, but that's impossible. 
I think we're setting ourselves up for a fall by having that expectation. No matter how much you plan and prepare in advance, things will go wrong at Christmas and expectations can get very, very high, especially if you're the one that is doing the hosting of the big day. The biggest struggle for most people during Christmas is the pressure to have everything perfect. At the end of the day, it's not how much money you spend or what presents you get your loved ones, but instead how much love and joy and memory making you can spread through your actions. It's a time to be with friends and family and to enjoy each other's company. And a final thought for this episode. People very often leave their resolutions a little bit longer until the new year. But an idea I suggest to my clients during the festive season is to make a Christmas commitment. Something that you want to start doing now and not wait until January the 1st. Whatever it is, write it down on a piece of paper and put that piece of paper into one of those larger clear baubles that you can buy on Amazon, etc. And then place it in a prominent position on your Christmas tree. It will act as a reminder of the commitment you have made. It may be to relax more over the festive holidays. It may be a reminder to track your bank account daily. It may be to consistently journal around a new money story you want to commit to. It may be to regularly review your prices in 2023 or put better boundaries in place. Whatever it is, it must be positive and something you can and want to commit to. Then when Christmas is over and you take down the tree, take out the piece of paper from the bauble and put it somewhere prominent to remind you of that commitment that you've already started in the couple of weeks before New Year. Even before the year was out, you will have made a brilliant start to 2023, starting as you mean to go on. The most important thing about Christmas is to remember it really is just a day, despite everything marketing companies would like us to think. And it's the memories of time spent together that are far, far more important than what present was or wasn't bought. Can you even recall the present you gave or received last Christmas? Because I know I can't. Create traditions that don't involve spending any money and ensure this time of year is about each other's presence. P-R-E-S. E-N-C-E and not the presents. So from my family to yours, I wish you a very happy and healthy Merry Christmas. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it 
on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.